0: Well, we've done very well with time because we've got through a lot, haven't we? That was amazing. That was wonderful. Everything that was done was wonderful. And I I have to say, it's a sad moment really before we're going to lose a family moving up to Palmerston North, our beautiful um, Kushler and Dan and um, Matt and Ruby. So nine years they've been with us. I did pray for them when they were here, Um, although I was going to do it publicly, but that's probably nicer, wasn't it? (laughs) But uh, I just want to thank you guys so much. I want to thank you in all that you've done and your help um, over in Children's Church for a long time and just serving and and just wonderful hearts, got wonderful hearts, beautiful children. And God bless you and thank you so much. And do come and visit us sometime. We'd love to see you. (laughs) Keep in touch. Mm it's always a sad thing to say goodbye to somebody, isn't it? We had to say goodbye to our darling there, but she's going to come back, eh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, last week I started to talk about the anointing which breaks the yoke, and I just want to finish it off with a part two. <coughs> I shared how, you know, Jesus here was, had been filled with the Holy Spirit when he, went, when he was baptised, the Holy Spirit came on him and he was filled. Then the Holy Spirit led him, or really the word is he really compelled him to go to the desert or the wilderness. And there he fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. <clears throat> and, um, but it says when he left there, he left in the power of the Spirit or the anointing of the Spirit. And so, you know, we can be filled, but there's also an anointing that we need to be aware of, that God wants us to be aware of, because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And there are so many people that are yoked by the enemy. He's, You know, they're yoked through fear, they're thro- yoked with depression or oppression, yoked with, um, you know, perhaps illness, all sorts of things. They're yoked. they're not God's yokes, because God doesn't put anything bad on people. And so, you know, it's time for, it, for the body of Christ to realise who they are and who we are as the body of Jesus Christ, his body. And we need to be doing the works of Jesus. <clears throat> From that moment when Jesus came out of there, we started to hear of the miracles and the healings that were happening through his hands. And that should be a common everyday thing, really, for the church. And it's, you know, I really believe we're going to see, we are going to see more and more and more of this and, and uh, so that we um, come to that place where we actually are truly doing the works of Jesus and greater. So there is another level, as I say, that God wants us t- to go to. And Jesus said to his disciples, he said in Acts 1.5, he says, You shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He called it it a baptism. We sort of had a baptism here when you're immersed in something. And that's when we're baptised in the Holy Spirit. It's like we're immersed in the Holy Spirit. Filled and immersed. So like we get, if you're in there, you swallow all the water and you get immersed as well on the outside. So that's what it really means to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And last week I shared how when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, which God, Jesus said, you know, go to there and and you will be filled. You wait till the Holy Spirit comes. So on that particular day, they heard a a rushing sound. There was a a roar. And then the Holy Spirit came into that place where all the 120 were, into that room, and uh, they were just so filled with the Spirit, and it said fire set upon them. So it was a real supernatural moment, and then they just couldn't contain themselves. They'd been up there actually cowering in some regards because you know the people they, they were out to be destroyed the, the, the Romans, the Jews wanted to kill them but anyway they came out of there with such boldness, they ran onto the road ran out into the streets and they were praying and, and um, filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues and they became bold and fearless And that's what we need to be, bold and fearless. Don't be intimidated by the enemy. Satan wants to intimidate you. he say, don't say that, don't don't mention that. You know, don't be bold. Hey, be bold. Be absolutely bold. So we need to be filled with the power and the anointing which destroys yokes. And we carry that anointing. You carry, if you know Jesus Christ, you've been filled with the Spirit. You carry an anointing on the inside. And Satan really has tried to uh, keep us from walking in in that power and from releasing it. He's terrified that the kingdom of God will be, his kingdom will be depleted by the believers. He's terrified because he knows it's coming and he's trying to delay it and he's trying to stop it and he'll try and talk as many out of it as he can. But I tell you what, we are going to deplete Satan's kingdom, absolutely. So... Let me reiterate, we carry an anointing and God is depending on us to destroy the yokes over people's lives, but not only just people, over nations. It says in Psalm 66 verse 7, he rules by his power forever. He, his eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. You know, it was God who brought down Communism in the USSR and in the Eastern Europe, God was behind that, and God is right now bringing down evil in nations. He's bringing down rebellious. You watch, you watch, (laughs) mark my words. You're going to see, you're going to see governments fall. Absolutely. And I might be cheeky enough to say, watch America. Watch America. That person in so-called power at the moment is not the right, not one God has for that nation. But, uh, you know, God is, and I've, I, yeah, anyway, I just, I know what God is saying about things. And, uh, and those, those who bring in and approve of the laws in nations, including this nation, which approve the laws that say, the unborn child has no value. You know what our laws are in this place right now. Came in last year. Well, and also, you know, those governments that remove the name of Jesus from the prayer, from parliamentary prayer. So governments who introduce and approve laws opposed to God's laws, God is saying enough. He said enough. In, it. in this time we're now in, in God's kingdom, time or age, He is going to remove governments so that righteousness and justice and truth will prevail. Okay, it's got very quiet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the truth. If it's not true, you can stone me. Whatever. but I know you won't won't because it is true. (laughs) I wouldn't say it if I had any doubt. I have no doubt at all. Yeah, God really, he wants his justice and he wants righteousness seen in the nations because he loves the nations. He loves people, but he loves nations because he said to Jesus, he said, I'm giving Jesus the nations for his inheritance and for the believer as well. So this is your nation. And so, you know, we claim it back. For God so God really wants to bless the nations as I said and um, I don't care what the media says God sees what is happening behind closed doors absolutely and as I said it's righteousness that exalts a nation not lawlessness not murder not anti-God things that they bring him okay okay so then as believers we need to be filled continually with the spirit so sometime, so maybe, I does not say whether it was weeks or months, I'd say months after they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with all that power and anointing. It says in, um, in Acts 4:29 to 31, it says, Peter stood up and prayed this. He said, grant to your servants that with all boldness, now here, these are the bold ones, they were bold, as you know, if you read Acts 2, and he gets up and stands again and says, Lord... Grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal. That's what we should be asking God. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So, you know, they got a double whammy. So just just because, you know, once you you prayed for, you were filled, what's wrong with asking for more? We want more of God, more of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need his anointing to destroy the yokes that are on people, to heal people, to heal nations and bring restoration. So... um, And then it goes on to say, after that, it goes on to say in verse 33, that with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them. Isn't that amazing? So the anointing came and appeared like a flame. And remember, it said that fire sat upon each. And and also the Bible talks about being aglow or on fire with the Spirit. Or being, yeah being on fire or a light and it says in 1 Thessalonians five nineteen, do not quench the spirit, see we can quench, It means to put out, we can put out the fire and with just how, wh- how we act and what we do and what we say and how we carry on I liken it to a wood burner, if any of you have got a well, those you know, double wood, wood burner things and uh, you put in the it's going and then you dampen it down, what happens? The flames go down don't they? And it uh, and if you, just, if you kept it down continually, you know, the thing will just die out. But, um, but it needs oxygen. Flames need oxygen to bring them back up. You open it and then the flames will spring up. But uh, if it's starved of oxygen, then the fire will go out. And we can quench the Holy Spirit through grumbling, murmuring, <laughs> complaining, strife, unforgiveness, Lack of hunger for God, for more of God, lack of prayer, you seldom pray in tongues, no longer praising God like you used to, not spending time in God's Word like you used to. I mean, we probably all could put our hands up for a few of those, maybe. I mean, you're sitting there looking so innocent and amazing. (laughs) Say, well, that's not me. So, but we need to be honest. You know, the fire, the, the anointing inside of you has been starved of oxygen. You know, if any of those things are in our lives. And if this carries on unchecked, the anointing of the spirit will be totally quenched. And we don't want that. We need to be on fire for God. On fire and passionate about him. Passionate about his kingdom. Passionate about people. Passionate about seeing people free and, and delivered and healed. So, it says in Ephesians five eighteen and 19, now do not be drunk with wine, just in case, <laughs> or beer, you can get, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, indulgence or waste, but be filled with the spirit. It's, it's a, it literally is continual. It means be being filled, being filled, being filled, being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So there's something about that, you know, that we're, we're you, you know, just worshipping God, singing in your heart to the Lord. Um, you know, you're not going to walk up to somebody and start singing Psalm 91 or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Psalm 23. But, you know, you're singing these things in your heart, but we should be talking about the Word. We should be talking about what God is doing. And we should be able to say, oh, I was reading this, and these, you know, this, this was so exciting. This word jumped out at me. It also says in 2 Timothy 1.6, it says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. We've got to stir up that anointing that's on the inside. Pray in tongues. Speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And we're told to resist the devil. And he will flee. If we resist him, we stand against him. These things come out our minds, you know, to oppress us, to attack us. Resist him. Say, no, I will not put up with this. I refuse to be, I refuse to be like this. I refuse to, um, to be angry. I refuse to be oppressed. I refuse to be... Um, I refuse to lack. We need to just re- refuse the things... that that the enemy is trying to put on our lives. Just say, no, make a stand. Make a stand. And we need to stand up on the inside. Stir ourselves up and stand up on on the inside. So, as I say, if we resist him, he will flee. He will absolutely flee. And you'll be free. (laughs) And uh, I encourage you to keep a tender heart so the Holy Spirit can speak to you. And direct you and empower you and increase the anointing within. It's interesting too that sometimes we, 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 sometimes the call to a ministry or a vocation uh, and the anointing for that ministry or vo- vocation can occur at different times. So biblically, you know, Elisha knew he was called to be a prophet. And he observed Elijah and served him for 10 years before he was anointed to be a prophet. You know, David was anointed king as a shepherd boy, but it was years before he became king over Israel. He had stages of training he needed, like we all need. You know, first he killed the bears and the lions, and then he killed Goliath. Later he became captain over a thousand men, and finally he stepped into that role of being king of Israel. So life itself has a way of training us. Either we can respond God's ways in the spirit or we can respond in the flesh. But we need to respond in the spirit. The Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings. You might say, oh, I'm just not doing enough for God or I just, you know, things aren't going as I wanted. Hey, don't despise the day of small beginnings because great things are about to happen. And you were born for such a time as this, to carry the anointing of God and to make a difference in your family, in your region, in the nation and nations. Okay, so <clears throat> we gotta be faithful in every phase we come into. Moses was 40 when he tried to deliver Israel by killing the, the Egyptian, remember? Because um, he found that the Egyptian was beating one of the Jewish slaves. And after he'd done that, he took off and hid in Midian for 40 years he was there. But you know, God was dealing with him and, and training him and in those 40 years. We don't know much about it. It doesn't say much about what happened in that time. So he was 80 years old. So I'm just a spring chicken. You know? <laughs> he was 80 when he was ready to step into his calling to confront Pharaoh and to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and uh, so it's never too late to fulfill God's call on your life, you might say oh, well I'm this age now, no you're never too old, ever we keep, we keep fulfilling God's will for our lives to the moment God says come home amen, so don't despise the day of small beginnings, be faithful in every phase in your life be faithful in everything that you do Impatience will sometimes cause us to run ahead of God and He doesn't want us to do that. You know, but He puts limits and we try and rush ahead. And stubbornness, on the other hand, will cause us to miss what God is trying to instruct us in and to teach us. So don't be stubborn. (laughs) My dad used to say I was stubborn. I don't think he was right, really. But (laughs) my sister was more the type to fly off the handle. I would call it a temper. And I was stubborn, so there you are, two daughters, one stubborn, one (laughs) fiery. (laughs) Anyway, as I say, God is speeding things up, absolutely speeding things up. And what might have taken a long time is only going to take a moment. So it's going to happen really quickly. We're in the last days. We're not in the last of the last days, but we are in the last days, however long they're going to be, because God's got a lot of things he wants to do. So God is anointing the body of Christ to do the works of Christ and to do the greater works. And he's about to cover this whole earth with his glory. Isn't that exciting? So he needs you, each and every one of you, you're needed in the body of Christ to stand up and say, Lord, here I am, use me in any way you want to. I dare you to say that. I said that, and look where I ended. <laughs> if you told me that years ago, I said, don't be stupid. <laughs> but, um, you know, dare to say that to God. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And you know what? He writes it down in heaven. She put a hand up. He put his hand up. I've got it written down. I've, I've made note of it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, God watches our progress. He watches what we're doing, the progress. He watches, looks at our heart. He looks at the intents of our heart. He watches our faith. And uh, when he sees that you're ready, he will anoint you in a way that you never thought you could be anointed. So he wants us operating in the gifts of the Spirit. All the gifts. You know, gifts of healings, work in the miracles, and um, gift of faith, discerning the spirits. Nine gifts of the Spirit. So we need to declare daily in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or infuses me with his power. You need to be saying that I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with his power. So that's going to, it's, it's awesome. So not only will there be signs and wonders in these days, but God wants to anoint people also. Sometimes we just think it's all within the church. No, he anoints people in business. He anoints people um, in the arts, in music, in um, teaching. In, you know, out there, people have vocations, and you are anointed for that vocation. It's not just restricted to within the church, not at all. It, you are anointed in your vocation. Whatever God has put on your life, whatever natural gift he's given you, he anoints that. I tell you what, and you can bring change just because you carry the anointing on the inside of you. So, another thing... Don't step out beyond your anointing or calling. You know, David wanted to build the temple. You know the story? He was so keen. He just, you know, just loved God so much. He was such a worshiper. And uh, anyway, he had, he had um, gathered up all the beautiful timbers for it. He gathered up gold and precious metals and silver. He had everything needed. You know, he'd spent, I was probably by today's standard, trillions of dollars. And uh, he wanted to build the temple, but Nathan, the prophets, uh, God gave him a dream and he he said this, if I can find it. He said, um, tell David that his son Solomon shall build a house for my name. And why was that? Because David was anointed for war. He was anointed for war and to overcome the enemies of, of Israel. Solomon was a man of peace. And he was anointed by God to anoint, to build the temple. And in his reign there was peace in all the land and there were no enemies that would come against them. So even though David had the natural ability to do it, God hadn't anointed him to build it. And neither was it the will of God for him to build it at all. So we need to recognise the limitations on our own lives and recognise other people's giftings and their anointings and be content Because together we are the body of Christ. And together we will get the job done. Our rewards will all be the same. All we have to do is be faithful in what God gives us. We don't have to be something else, just what God has given us. And uh, the rewards are the same. It's just being faithful. If we're faithful and obedient to what God calls us to do. And never be envious of anyone else's gifts. Although I do wish I could sing like these guys can sing. <laughs> can I be envious in that? No. <laughs> I was going to be there for a minute, but anyway. So appreciate what everybody, and celebrate what every God has put on everybody. It's, it's worth celebrating. This. If you look at everybody, everybody's got something special about them. We are all unique by God's design. He's placed gifts in every person. But the level of anointing we're operating in depends on us. We are responsible for the anointing that we will operate in. How much time and devotion do we give the Lord? How much time in his word? How much time in prayer and worship and serving others? So we can liken the anointing, I'm just winding up here, we can liken the anointing to an electrical current a power socket in a building is wired up for a certain load of current. But you cannot plug like a massive air conditioning unit into one of those little plugs there. It'll blow the fuse. It can't carry the load. And the amount of anointing we carry depends on us. God's put no limit on that. You know, you, 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 are with, you're a, you should have a, be able to carry a bigger current than just what you would plug a hairdryer into. You know, you know, we God wants you to carry heavy duty anointing. Amen? Heavy duty anointing. And how do you get that? You spend time with Him. You spend time in His Word. You you know, you, you spend time worshiping God. Just spend time and be hungry for more of God. Be hungry for more of Him. So be faithful in the things of God. And uh Take up the cross, crucify the flesh, and follow Jesus. Follow him. And uh, here ends the lesson. <laughs> here ends that's finished. So I, we have had prayer for people, but I just do want to say, if somebody, anybody is here today, you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I just encourage you, get on board. It's the greatest ride you'll ever have. You know, that we need Jesus Christ in our hearts if we want to go to heaven. We need Jesus in our hearts if we want this anointing that God has for us. So if anybody is here that doesn't know Christ, um, I would really love you to come up and I will pray with you and lead you in a prayer of salvation. Otherwise, if you just want a, a dose of an anointing on you right now, well, we'll do that and we will wind up. So I just, Father, I just thank you for everybody in this house. I pray, Father God, that we will be united together strongly, firmly, Father God. That the anointing, that each one will recognise the anointing upon their lives, but they will spend time to get a greater and greater anointing, Father. So we thank you for it. I ask you to bless each heart, every soul here, bless them beyond measure, bless their families, Father God. And Father, we're excited about these days that we have stepped into. These are the greater days, the greater days, Father God, of your anointing, the greater days of your Son, your kingdom comes and your will is done on this earth. And signs, wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit will follow those who believe. And Lord, we say we believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen.